The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. Also, every month we're going to be giving away any one item to a Patreon backer at the $5 tier or above. Check out patreon.com slash professional casual for more information. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, welcome to the only podcast on planet god dang earth where we pick anything and everything to face off an eight. A- Subject bracket elimination tournament. This is Elite Eight Showdown. I, of course, am your host, Big Chuck, and I am once again joined by my comrade, my cohort, my co-conspirator, more importantly, my co-host, Tim. That. France. <laughs> that literally sent a tingle up my spine. Yeah, you like that? You know, yeah. I was really proud when I came up with this one. Yeah, original music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is the original PlayStation 1 startup. Yeah. Man, that I'm not going to lie, it brought back some memories. And if you thought that was loud, it was just as loud back then. And <laughs> yeah. it was stark and immediate. <laughs> yes, it was. It, it did not matter what your television was set at. Mm-mm. It was fucking loud. Yeah. Tim, we are we are balls deep into season two. Balls deep. And by that I mean this is episode three. We're full shafting. Yeah, yeah. At this point. Um here's the here's the thing. We are nowhere near fifty-five star reviews yet. Some might say Yes, that is exactly the That's, case. That is completely the case. If we do get fifty-five star reviews over on iTunes, we will do, of course, my most embarrassing moment. Um I think we've kind of I think I've gone through all of them at this point, mm-hmm. or at least teased them. Um Bane really wants to hear the one about me getting a, a wet floor sign up my ass. Yeah, that's that's certainly kind of in my top ones. That that and the time that you um brought up the the guy's aborted kid. Oh god. Yeah. Um I that is a very special part of the bracket. That yeah. the, that one is gonna go up against another one, and it will pretty much just be this is the time that Charlie was a piece of shit. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. Unknowingly a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, Of course. Professionalcasual.com slash giveaways. I I don't even know what we're going to be giving away at this point. I mean, it's mostly for patrons at this point, but we're giving away that T-shirt every month. Yeah, we are, baby. Or or whatever you want. If you want a hat, mug, shower curtain, whatever's on there. Get yourself a sticker. I mean, go crazy. I mean... (laughs) Listen, if you if you win and you get a sticker personally, I will thank you a lot because uh, that comes out of an old Tim's pocket. But by all means. Yeah, I think we have stickers up there, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, we also have uh, and let's face it. We have while we have a ton of patrons, your chances to win are really good. Yeah, really, really good. Significantly more than. Pretty much any other contest you could probably join. Yeah, at this rate. Yeah. At this rate. And of course, uh, go if you want to see what you can get, head over to um, the store. Yeah. 
professionalcasual.com slash store. Um, you know, check out all of our sponsors over there. Tim, we have. Okay. Here's the deal. Yeah. Everybody raved about our, ho- our holiday episodes. Yeah. They were like, don't do deep dive episodes anymore. Only do only do holiday gimmick where you guys just ramble on about the best stuff ever. Yeah. I don't want to hear one more fucking deep dive episode, especially about video games ever. Right. I, I want to give people what they want, Mm -hmm. but this show was founded on one thing. Us figuring out what the greatest video game of all time is. So we uh, begrudgingly have to do another deep dive episode. Yeah. I have finally figured it out what we're doing. We are going to crown the greatest video game of all time. Okay. But we have to get there first. Right. So like we did with N64, we did a cult classic. Mm -hmm. The winner then went on to the greatest N64 game of all time. Mm -hmm. We're going to do that for literally all the episodes, for every console except for... uh, Virtual Boy. Yeah, Virtual Boy is actually not on there. I actually wrote it down. It's going to, by the the end of it, it will be a 16-bracket tournament super show that we do, probably broken up into two. So we will be doing NES, Uh SNES, N64, which we've already accomplished, Mm -hmm. GameCube, Wii, PS1, PS2, PS3, Xbox, Xbox 360, Dreamcast, uh, arcade consoles, so Mm. you had to go to the arcade to play them, Game Boy, computer, PC, which I think is going to be a, a bit of a hot topic. Yeah, you almost want to break that into two. Almost. Like you, into decades or something. Yeah, it's it's kind of tough, but uh, Sega Genesis mm-hmm. and then franchise. Now, here's why I say franchise. All of the things that make it on this, uh, everything except for franchise, are exclusive titles to that console. Oh, Now, there's a lot of games that are classified as greatest of all time that are not console exclusive. Like a lot of major franchises. Yeah, so you're talking Assassin's Creed, God of War, uh, Final Fantasy. Yep. All right. That makes sense. So that will kind of cover Call of Duty, Mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, Modern Warfare 2, but that was on on everything at the time. So that kind of covers that whole thing. we might have to do like a cult cult classic franchise and then we'll do greatest of all time franchises yeah. broken down. Tim, we're doing PS one. If you couldn't tell by the, by your nickname to this week, we're doing PS one cult classic. Here's the thing. These are some, these are some deepy dives. They are. They're kind of weird, but Tim, it, we will, it wouldn't be us if we didn't have a hot opener. That's true. Of course, Arn is not here because he is still doing Captain Arnie's Elite Yacht Showdown Whale Watching Tours bringing us in so much money that we have cameras now, Tim. Yeah. We're finally live doing cameras. Um, shout out to Arnie, man. He he's really I can't I, I I'm honestly speechless. Yeah, and, I mean and what he does for this company and what he has done for us here specifically, uh he's an angel. It's a night and day difference. Is he's an absolute angel and the thing is like i can hear him on the boat like, i just do it for the fun of it i mean i don't do a good arm uh, but you don't but like, i mean it's it's fine um but man like i just fucking love that guy yeah he's willing to do all this literally for free yeah bringing us in told i mean it's really awesome when somebody that high up mm-hmm. in stature is doing it for the love of the game correct speaking of love of the game tim mm-hmm. are you ready to play would you rather 
Yeah. We're going to yeah. do it better than wreck my podcast. As per usual, here we go. Tim, your mm-hmm. question this week. Would you rather have to suck a hundred dicks one time or suck one dick a hundred times? So, wow. Um, as normal, I have a couple qualifying questions. Go ahead. Uh, what time frame does the hundred dick sucking? Uh, Whenever it's, it's at your leisure. So I could go years at this. If you wanted to. Sure. I don't think I would. I think I'd want to get it out of the way. Do like three hard months. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Probably not even. I could get, I could get a hundred dicks done pretty quick. I feel. Yeah. I, so this is my stance on it. Yeah. I will take a hundred dicks one time. And here's why that's going to be like what max 40 minutes worth of work. Yeah. I mean, as long as they're not popping Bluetooth, not a sponsor, we're fine. Right. If I got to if I got to like wait, wait for a rally on one dick a hundred times, I don't I got things to do, man. Right. You know, like I don't need to wait around at that point. You're treating it like doing laundry. You know what I mean? You go yeah, suck absolutely. the dick. You go do some other yep. stuff. Forty five minutes later, you go suck it again. And now I'm trapped in the dryer and I can't get out. Right. And it's like, <sighs> well, and you could probably if you're doing a hundred dicks one time, you could do multiple dicks at yeah, sure. At once. Sure. So I, I, I have to agree with you. I feel like you got to go 100 separate dicks. The only thing is, is that I assume with 100 dicks, just law of large numbers, mm-hmm. you're you're going to get a lot of different dicks uh, as far as cleanliness level. Um, I would I would hope. Yeah. That they would they, they would give it a good scrub. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Clean it out. Get get rid of those dick crusties. Right. Yeah. I'm not you ever a, had dick crusties as a kid. Schmegma, the old the old schmegma stones. Yeah. Uh no. Yeah. I used to. A little bit. I used to peel them off. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 It's a little bit. Yeah. I wasn't great at cleaning my dick when I was a kid. <laughs> I uh I cleaned it well and often. <laughs> Did and you? all the time. Uh, that's fair. Whenever I could get my hands <laughs> on it. So that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh Tim, mm-hmm. we got a deep dive episode, so we better get going. Yeah. If if season two is nothing, it's us burning through these brackets. Yes. Of course, bracket number one is, of course, brought to us by our number one supporter here at Elite Eight Showdown and the Professional Casual Network, Bilt Bar. Uh, Tim, how big of a fan are you of Bilt Bar? I fucking love them. Honestly, I ate one on the way here. Did I you? had the orange yeah. and dark chocolate uh, one. Oh, that one's not bad. So uh, it's not, it, it's it's certainly not the best, sure. um, but I'm working through those multi-packs and there, there are just so few that I have not heavily enjoyed. I've got four left. Yeah. I got four left in the chamber in my, in my personal stash up in the uh, penthouse suite. Um, I, I forgot. I think I have like the mint one, the orange one, the raspberry one, and then the banana nut one. I thought I ate. Apparently I didn't. So, uh, banana super nut. Bread one is like it's really real good. good. I really like it. I I hate banana flavored candy and stuff right. like that. Um, I was really impressed. I just really yeah. liked it. Yeah, I mean, it is the number one selling built bar down at the uh, concession stand mm-hmm. alleyway, aka you and Cargo Shorts Restaurante. Yeah, um, people are just buying it up, man. That and the cookies and cream one is just so the cookie stupid. I good. think that's my favorite. It is. Just, it's really good. It's like like I'm not a huge fan of Three Musketeers. Sure, but it's like. An Oreo Three Musketeers yep. cranked to 11. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. With all that extra protein. So if you would like any of these tasty treats that we're telling you about, promo code professional casual, all one word, all lowercase. Um, it is case sensitive. So all lowercase. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
I had somebody try to use our promo code earlier today mm-hmm. and they were having trouble with it. And I was like, try a lowercase P. Sure enough, fixed it. Beautiful. Uh, bracket number one. Remember, if it's the professional casual network, it's a it's a it's a, the small P. So a small P. Yeah. It's a curse around here. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the Magnificent Hog. Correct. But that's something season one, Charlie would gloat about. And I yes. feel like season two, Charlie is going to be humble about his dick size. Yes. That's why it was so hard to clean. Also, check out, uh, if you were a fan of the Magnificent Hog, check out uh, the Halloween uh, D&D one shot we did, where there's oh, an episode that goes pretty in depth about a magnificent ghostly hog. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, Tim, bracket yeah. number one. Man, are you hyped? Because I'm hyped. I am. I love these episodes. These are. I, I, I literally <laughs> give no shits about the audience and how much they hate the deep dive episodes. They hate these video game deep dive episodes. They only want holiday themed gimmick us ranting about stuff episodes. Yep. Bracket number one, we have the misadventures of Trombone. Okay. Going up against, I'm sure I'm going to murder this wrong, Ergy. Er guys. Er guys. Fucking close. Uh, it is E H R G E I Z. Okay. So, do you, did you ever play either of these two games? No. Okay. But um, I was very familiar with both of them. Okay. I always wanted to play Er guys because I thought it was a Final Fantasy fighter. Sure. I don't think that that was necessarily the case. Not totally the case. So, it, it was a fighter mm-hmm. that also had dungeon crawl aspects to it. It was kind of like, um, oh. you would, you would battle a guy and then you kind of dungeon crawl to pick up some like uh, level up stones and things like that that you could use in the next battle. Once you got to the next battle. Oh, um, the also visually for PS one games at the time, it was head and toes above the rest, especially compared for the fact that it, it was kind of a low budget system. Yeah. Uh, company that produced it It looked like it would have been unnoticeable as a ps1 game on the ps2 yep 100 percent. it was really it i remember i did play it i had gotten it from our blockbuster and Mm -hmm. was like obsessed with it um but the biggest thing was that cloud and sethroth yep uh were in it yeah it's funny enough that didn't deter me from playing it because as we all know well documented on this show i fucking hate final fantasy 7 that's true um but it was like, yeah, it was fucking dope. And it was the first time we had ever gotten to play them live action battling each other out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that would be the last time until like literally earlier this year, 2020. Right. With the remake. Yeah. Which is a which was a big, uh, big deal. Things that I remember from that game, I don't remember a lot. I remember two specific characters. One dude was like kind of a Bruce Lee street gang level character who had a gnarly kick, but also when he would flip his like leg up at his knee, a rocket launcher would appear like essentially his knee was a rocket launcher. Okay. Yeah. It was super dope. And then he, you could like hold it and charge the missile and then you'd fire it. And then like a, like a J pop style girl who had a yo-yo as a weapon. All right. It was pretty dope. I can get behind that. Yeah, it was It was actually pretty dope. I don't remember anybody else from that game, though. In Kirby Superstar, the yo-yo power was one of my favorites. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Hey, really? Yeah. Over the sword? Yes. Oh, okay. Because the sword was just very common. Sure. It was all over the place. How that... much did you hate that he also had a Link hat on when he, when he would have it? I, I kind of dug it. Really? I yeah. never actually put two and two together and realized that that was a Link hat. Yeah, it was totally a link hat. I, I mean, like thinking back now, yeah, that's 100% right. the case. I think he even had pointy ears. Oh, shit. 
I, I could be wrong about that, but I definitely like it was it was clear that it was supposed to be a link knockoff. Yeah. Not but, to me. But fuck that Nintendo game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's going up against the misadventures of Tron Bon. Um, I played this game at nauseum. It was also kind of like a weird dungeon crawler. This was a predecessor, I guess, to Mega Man Legends. Okay. Um, because it came out after Mega Man Legends happened. She was the villain. Or the antagonist, she, kind of. Yeah, she was like a teacher that taught the serve bots. Right. And like the serve bots weren't necessarily like bad. Right. But yeah, she was, I believe she was a villain. She was like the villain of Mega Man X or or at least his antagonist, kind of. Yeah. Because I remember there was a lot of enemies and her suit because she had like a, a robot suit that the was a green mech suit with a skull in the front. Yeah. And a big punchy face. I believe it, the, its name was the Gustav, which oh. I just loved. Okay. I don't know why I love I'm pretty sure the suit's name is the Gustav. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was so, so kind of questionable yeah. at the time. Um, of course, famously, she was in Capcom vs. Marvel 2. Yeah. Um, she actually replaced Mega Man in as a as a core character. No, Mega Man and Roll were in Marvel vs. Capcom 2. But were they unlockables? Them. I mean, most of the characters were unlockables. That that game had like 80-something characters. Yeah, that game is so good. Yeah, it's definitely it will probably definitely be in the arcade. Oh, for listed. sure. It was so good. Um, there was there was some puzzle. There was 3D action. There's puzzle strategy. It had the it was it was pretty much cut paste Mega Man Legends, but the story was kind of compelling. It was okay. It was kind of the first time we ever had like a female leader, like lead role. Yeah. Um, that wasn't overly sexualized because she was fully clothed. Yep. Um, it was kind of a big deal, and it it. It played off it, it deep it deep dived this new existence of Mega Man. When Mega Man Legends launched, it was a totally different story. It was I mean, it was radically different gameplay too. Yeah. Oh uh, completely. Which a lot of people did not appreciate. Right. It was 3D, wasn't mm-hmm. side scrolling. Um, they popped that helmet off. Man, did people get hot about that? Yeah, they did. I mean, which is I was one of them. Really? You yeah. didn't you you were mad that he well, had I was Nintendo people. The so Goku I didn't, hair? I didn't have a PlayStation until later on. Okay. So I was obviously just spitefully mad about it okay. because I didn't have a PlayStation to complain anyway. Right. And then it was also so different. It's like, oh, well, PlayStation is just ruining everything. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. I get. <laughs> I liked it. I got to like, I actually enjoyed it. I found it a little more difficult than Mega Man Legends because Mega Man Legends was kind of just cut dry. You go into a dungeon, you do the dungeon crawl, you get the stuff, you leave. Yeah. You you progress the story. She had some like goofy puzzles that okay. were actually kind of hard. And especially for PlayStation one, that was like a, that was new. That was something different. They were, they kind of took it up. It is, it is arguably a cult classic because nobody played it right when she was in marvel vs. capcom 2 a lot of people were like who the hell is she i remember hearing that often i played a lot of marvel vs. capcom 2 it was so good a lot of it the cactus i love the cactus guy yes yeah i can't think of his name now yeah same and i don't remember what he what franchise he was from from capcom i don't either but he was dope that's where i found out about strider was from Strider. I never yeah. gone back. And then I went back and played some of this. Uh, there was two because there was one that came out for like GameCube or or Xbox or something. At some point, it was a huge disappointment because you could beat it in like two hours. Yeah, it was nothing. But still. But at the time, I guess it was a big deal. Yeah. And he looked dope. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he looked super dope. Yeah. 
But Tim, we gotta pick a winner here. What's moving on, man? As far as a cult classic, mm-hmm. I don't feel like you can with in good conscience move or guys ahead, specifically because most of its notoriety in any way, shape, or form was not based off of the game or the gameplay. It was based off of his cloud of Sephiroth. And you can play them and they can fight each other. Right. Right. You finally got to actually physically like in-game swing his bastard sword. Yeah. That was a big deal. That was its big draw was you got to move around and play. Uh, until literally us doing this bracket, I thought that was a Final Fantasy game specifically. Not that right. they were characters featured in it, but that it was... Well, they, they put it out. It's a Final Fantasy fight. Right. I think that was its initial plan. Yeah. Um, funny enough, the research team, I expected them to have a really hard time trying to come up with this list. Mm-hmm. They they did not. They dropped literally a list of 60 games on my table. Oh, shit. I will say maybe eight of them I had heard of. <laughs> And scrolling through, I was like, oh, shit, I remember that game. Oh, shit, I remember that game, too. But Was Parasite Eve on there? Yes, it was. Parasite oh. Eve 2 is classified as a cult classic, but Parasite Eve actually is one of the most selling games for the original PlayStation. Okay. Yeah, it was I like, mean, it was made by Square Enix. You right. Know what I mean? It was like, a big, it it was was a big a deal when it came out. Yeah. Um, but the second one, because it came out so late mm. um, in, the, in the PS1 life, um, yeah. also surprised they didn't make the list. Legends of Dragoon. Oh shit! Yeah, they didn't make it. Did not make it the top seller list, and it did not make a cult classic list, which is wild because I was obsessed with that. I yeah. weirdly enough, I loved that game. What about Tomba? Tomba was on there too. I fucking yep. loved Tomba. I had never played Tomba. I, I now granted a lot of my experience with the PlayStation One was from demo discs. At, same thing. So there's going to be a couple of games on here that I never played. I only played them because of the PlayStation demo disc. Yep. Legend of Dragoon is one of those for me. Yep. Loved it. Played that demo over and over and over and over again. Same with Tomba. But I'm super hot about Legends of Dragoon. So there is a part where you I think you're going from disc three to disc four. And the mission is like in between those two. And once you go to disc four, you can't go back to disc three. You had to get 50 stones. I wasn't able to finish the game. Right. Yeah. I I had gotten 49 of the 50. You could not go on. And I had missed because one of my friends had gotten the uh, walkthrough book. Mm. Uh, And I had missed like one of the first two. I couldn't go back. I was furious. Absolutely furious. Um, So trombone moving on. Yeah. All right. Hey. I agree with that. I'm going to, I'll give my hot take. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bracket number two. This one I'm hyped about. This one, mainly because I get to talk about just one game. Um, bracket number two, of course, brought to us by Skillshare.com. Use the link in the description, video description below. You can get two months free or 30% off your yearly yeah. um, thing. You can literally learn anything from real life professionals doing tutorials. Um, you want to learn how to edit video. You want to learn how to carpen, do carpentry, art, like, like literally fucking your taxes, anything. pick stocks. There's yeah, a, there's a lot on there. there's I I kind of got a little overwhelmed by how much was there. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is there's too much difficult to narrow it down. It was. But that's why you get that sweet free two months. Mm-hmm. Literally, you can watch a new video every day yep. and barely touch it, like barely crack the surface of it. Yeah. Uh, it's real professionals doing real things. This isn't YouTube tutorials. This is not 
where people who just know a lot about it, these are trained professionals doing the stuff. I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Skillshare.com. Again, use the link in the description below. Tim, bracket number two. Hyped. Here we go, baby. It's Thrill Kill going up against Fighting Force. Oh, let's talk about Fighting Force first. Yeah. It was a 3D scrolling beat em up in the same style that like Sega's Streets of Rage was. Okay. In the earlier classics of like Final Fight and Renegade. In fact, it was originally planned as a Street Street of Rage title, but was then later rebranded. This oh. is not the first time we've seen this either. No. Uh literally Super Smash Bros. Correct. Um, pretty much anything from N64. Mm-hmm. Um Donkey Kong Country. Yep. Or no, uh, Diddy Kong Racing. Yes. Right. The the game that doesn't deserve to ever be on a list ever again. That's yeah, awful. Also, I didn't put a lot of the uh, developers on this. Yeah. Uh, here's why. They were all over the fucking place. Yep. It was almost like PlayStation didn't have one set people cranking out their games. Unlike the N64, which at the time, these, these kind of went up against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's kind of continued to bend... They're kind of mainstays. PlayStation wants everything. Yep. Put it on here. We don't care. Mm -hmm. No quality control. Nintendo is super selective about what they allow onto their systems. And it's, it's certainly worked for both of them in drastically different ways. Absolutely. Um, PlayStation two and PlayStation three era. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Nintendo was almost not heard of because they didn't have games because PlayStation developed relationships with all those other Mm -hmm. studios and, I'm making it work for him. I mean, so like when PS2, PS3 came out, that was mainly GameCube into Wii mm-hmm. um, territory. And like at that point, it was pretty much just Nintendo's three big house producers yep. doing stuff. Um, uh, but Fighting Force uh, features four different characters with their own weaknesses and strengths alongside the usual uh, melee combat. Players could utilize weapons, guns, and environment. This was like kind of a big deal because almost everything in the game could be picked up. Yeah. When it was like Streets of Rage, it was very select. You could only pick up certain things. You could literally, I remember playing this and being able to pick up like trash cans, kick a fire hydrant open at people. Um, I remember, I think you could throw guys, you could throw enemies into like light posts and cars. Oh, that's cool. Um, but it was like 3D, man. Like Streets of Rage. Double Dragon, those were huge games, but they were all 2D, man. Yep. This was like the first time where we got a true 3D effect look, and it it looked fucking awesome. Um, I remember it, that cover. I remember that that art and seeing that game all over the place. Yeah, it was it was a big. It got promoted. It got the hell promoted out of it. Yeah. And also, I believe it had multiple endings depending on oh. what path you choose. Um, like literally the paths in the game would determine instead like of like street you went down. Yeah. Stuff like like stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It was a uh, super dope, but Tim it's going up against might actually be the cult classic yeah. of cult classics. It's thrill kill. Why is it a cult classic of the cult classics? Cause it was never released. Yeah. Unreleased in 1998 for Sony PlayStation. Um, here's the thing about, about Thrill Kill that I absolutely love so much. It was never released in the States. Right. It was released other places, but because of the level of BDSM and like fetish costumes that were in it, the excessive for the time violence. I mean, it was super violent. Yeah. 
I mean, it doesn't hold up to today's standards. Absolutely not. No, if you if you showed somebody Thrill Kill and yeah. you were like, "Hey, this game got banned because it was too violent," people would be like, "Really?" But like, well, I, and the BDSM costume too. Like, you look at that compared to just Ivy, yeah, in any Soul Caliber game, and Absolutely. you're like, "Well, I mean, yeah." Um, or uh, was it in Volvo? Valdo? Valdo. Yeah. yeah. Like same, like same, same premise. Like yep. it's hard to believe that that game got banned, but it was during a time that game came out right after or right during that was during the Ralph. Was it Ralph Nader? Yes. Uh, banned video games and Joe, whoever the politician was at the time, like that was their whole platform. Yep. Banning it. Cause yeah. it was, it was warping 90, minds 98. And, so this was shortly after Columbine when yeah. video games got blamed. Mm-hmm. Um, it got an adult-only rating, so it didn't get released. Um, it also featured the capabilities of four players playing at the same time. Yes. Which, if you remember, PlayStation, the original PlayStation could only have two controllers plugged into unless it. Unless you had the multi-tap. Unless you had the multi-tap, which was shaped like a goddamn boomerang. It was. Which I remember vividly. So I played this game because our local gaming store... Uh, the Gamers Bazaar, shout out, RIP, yeah. The Grips. Would eventually become one of our sponsors in a different iteration. Yeah, absolutely, which we'll uh, we'll get to in bracket number three. Yeah. Um, the Gamers Bazaar had the game shark, had the game downloaded onto like a burned yep, CD. And had the mod chip. And had the mod chip, and they pop, you had to pop that spring out. I remember popping the spring out. I don't know why. Yeah. I just remember thinking, this is illegal. Like <laughs> I remember like because I was like eight, yeah. nine. That sounds right. Oh no, I would have been ten. Yeah. I was born in eighty eight, so I was it was eighty, it was ninety-eight. I don't think they got it till ninety-nine. It had been a while. Mm-hmm. But man, people fucking showed up. Yeah. When it when the word got out that they had a copy of this, that you had to be somebody had to be eighteen to take yes. to rent it out for the hour, mm-hmm. uh, which only cost a dollar. Mm-hmm. Great deal. You could yeah. sit there and play for 10 hours and just drop a 10 10 ski yeah yeah which most people did and hogged the fucking playstation yeah they sure did sundays man sundays were like my day that i got to go yeah um and they were only open for like six hours yeah and i there were games to six on sundays yeah and i wanted if i wasn't if nobody was there to play pokemon i wanted to play uh marvel versus no Street Fighter versus X Men. Yes, the was the other was the other big one that they, they had there. And also because they had the modded PlayStation, you could play the imported Dragon Ball Z games, the Dragon Ball GT. Yes, game. that was a good time, man. It was. That was good times. Uh, they also had the Monster Rancher. Yes. Um, mod where if you put CDs into it, mm-hmm. you could unlock special characters. Yeah. And I remember somebody figured out that. Uh, Shout out to Travis Fowler. Found out that the uh, Limp Biscuit album, their their first album, yeah, um, unlocked like a super rare monster. Yeah, it was like a gold eyeball guy. I just yeah. remember that. Yeah, he was huge in the TV show. For yep, it. yep, yeah. So like that was like a really big fucking deal when everybody figured that out. I, I remember the big ones being the Limp Biscuit one. Yep. You needed that. There was a Marilyn Manson CD. Yep. that you needed to put in there for something else, and then there was like some weird random one that was like only kids and parents had like a tom petty or a Beatles cd had something, something like that, specific yeah yeah, yeah. Do, were you side side uh tangent here were you a uh, i bring my own memory card kid i rented one from there oh did you mm-hmm. okay i brought my own i had i had my own i had left it there one day they put a label on it with my name on it okay yeah it was 
shockingly, I think one of the only times anything good ever happened there. Yeah. Uh, they are not the sponsors of today. No. A lot of thievery happened there. I lost very, half very. of my Pokemon collection because I had gone up to go to the bathroom and I asked somebody to watch my stuff uh, and they watched the kids steal all my stuff. Super cool. Yeah, it was super awesome. Uh, I don't even think those people are associated with the store anymore. No, it was a long time ago. Anyway. Um, but Thrill Kill, man, people lined up for it. It was adult only. It was violent. It was it was gratuitous for the time. Yeah. Her, uh, I remember the one girl that was like the BDSM girl um, had the pointiest boobies. Yeah. Yeah. But at the time, like. Ripe old polygons. Yeah. But being a 10 year old, I was like, I've never seen boobs before. This is amazing. Look yeah. at that. They look so realistic. Yeah. They look just like they probably feel like pointy bags of sand. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Which at that point in my life, if girls were developing probably the same. Yeah. It was a weird statement, but it it's, a little bit. It's stuck. Moving on. Moving on. Um, Tim, Fighting Force versus Thrill Kill. I mean, this is a no brain. This is this is no question. Fighting Force moves down because <laughs> Thrill Kill takes it. Fucking, you got me there for a minute. <laughs> I almost, I almost called a called a mullet, like a fucking veto on you. Yeah, no, Thrill Kill is, I honestly my dark horse to win this thing. Okay. It's the cult classic of the cult classics. Yeah. Um. It was like at the time, man, we we couldn't get our hands. We'd only heard about it from like our big brother. Yeah. Right. Because he was allowed to go on the Internet. You weren't allowed to go on the Internet. Well, actually, you were the big brother. So you yeah. were allowed to go on the Internet. You knew about this. I probably learned it from you. Probably. Honestly, I remember this like one kid being there too, Douglas. Matthew Douglas. I don't remember his name. Um, the rich kid that always had his daddy's credit card. No, but that kid, I do remember him. I remember him just showing up and buying boxes of Pokemon cards. Yeah. Like he would just cause he wanted a Charizard. Yep. And me being like, the fuck? it was the first time I had experienced a kid like that. And yeah. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah, He went to St. Mary's. I remember that. Cause he yeah. always had a St. Mary's uniform on. Cause he would come after work yeah. and he had his dad's credit card and he would just buy, he would buy boxes of cards, sell everything else back that he didn't want. Mm-hmm. And like kept like, and he was just like, yeah, I don't care. My dad told me I could, which I always wondered if that was true or not. I wonder if his dad really knew that how many times he, cause he was dropping at the time that was a hundred dollars, which was huge. That was a shit ton of money to in, us in late nineties, mid nineties. Right. And then yeah. two kids, like I had no, I was lucky if I got my $5 allowance to buy a booster pack. Correct. This kid is buying boxes of Pokemon cards. Yeah. And, and, and what like, a, and and what he was a great handing out comments too. too. He was he was buying the box of Pokemon cards yep. and then selling everything back, and then yep. still had access to the credit card afterwards. Yep. So he was like, "I need these three cards. Yep. Um, they don't have them for sale, so I'll buy the box. Hopefully, get them, sell everything back, and then have cash in hand and yep. still access to the card." Yep. That kid was a genius. Good on him. Yeah. I. I wonder where he is today. Yeah. I really. He's probably running some like fucking Fortune 500 company and. We're sitting here doing this amazing podcast and making more money. It's than probably him. a niche porn company, but you're it, it's it's probably very successful. I remember that kid. I could see him being super into like yeah niche porn, mm-hmm. like gilf porn, gilf or foot fetish or puking or something. None of us like that here. No, no, I would not watch his stuff. No, bracket number three, Tim, brought to us by our official sponsor, mm-hmm. our local sponsor. Yeah. Bearded Dragon Games. Yeah. I'm just going to call them Bearded Dragon Games. Sure. 
because I don't remember what goes at the end of it. Sometimes it changes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. When uh, they opened, it was Beard of Dragon Games and Hobbies. And, and then they got into the comic comics. thing and they changed it to Beard of Dragon Games and Comics. Okay. And now just Beard of Dragon Games is fine. Beard of Dragon Games. Here's the thing about Beard of Dragon Games. A lot, I would say marginal amounts, significant marginal amounts. I mean, of course, if it wasn't for Built Bar, this place wouldn't even exist. If it wasn't for all of our fans, hundreds signing up for uh, Elite Yacht Showdown whale watching tours, yeah, we would not be successful right now. No. But um, if it wasn't for Bearded Dragon Games, we wouldn't be able to keep the garbage removal going. Correct. That's what they pay for, yep. specifically garbage removal. And I appreciate that about them. Yeah. If it wasn't for them and you guys at home going to bearded dragon games dot online is online. Yeah. Is there a store in there? Bearded dragon games dot online. Okay. Bearded dragon games dot online. You Bye. can also go to bearded dragon games.com and click on the store tab is the other thing. You can okay. Do. But if you specifically just went to bearded dragon games dot online, you could literally buy all of your gaming needs mm-hmm. and get free shipping. Yep. And then you'd help the show. How do you get free shipping though? You just got buy stuff. Oh, yeah. There's not like a code you have to put. Oh, there is a code. Shit. What's the code? Oh, professional (laughs) casual. (laughs) Yeah. So if you go to bearded dragon games dot online and you use professional casual at checkout, Mm -hmm. you get your free shipping, free shipping Buy literally everything you want to get into Marvel crisis protocol. Maybe you're a 40 K guy. Maybe you want to buy. I don't know. Let's say you want to buy a bunch of mutants and mastermind stuff. Yeah. Hit them up. Maybe they can find it for you. I'm sure they could. Yeah. And then you could follow along when we inevitably do immune semester minds thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause maybe somebody got a bunch of stuff in a trade and wants to do it now. <laughs> I do love mutants and masterminds. I third edition. Yeah. Shit's tight. Yeah. Well, it's good. Cause that's a bunch of books I got in a trade. So good. yeah. Um, but yeah, just fucking go there. Uh, we'll have a link in the description below. Yeah. Yeah. And then just remember, use professional, casual, all one word at checkout. Yep. Get free shipping. Yeah. It's a great idea. Tim, bracket number three. It's Star Ocean Second Story going up against the Die Hard trilogies or trilogy. Um, I so I don't I never played Star Ocean Second Story. I didn't even know that there was a game called Star Ocean Second Story, but I asked a bunch of people um, as they were coming in. People were raving about it, said how amazing it was. You know what I remember? Star Ocean Online. Yeah. Which was, I think, a PS2 slash Dreamcast game. Or maybe they finally released it for Xbox. Are you thinking of Fantasy Star Online? You know what I am. That Because that was GameCube, PS2, and Xbox. Oh, then I literally don't know what Star Ocean Second Story is. I do remember the title. The awesome thing about Star Ocean Second Story um, that was massive at the time was you picked your protagonist at the beginning. There was a, yes. a guy and a girl. Right. And obviously they end up like hooking up and being part of the same party. But your starting stories were different. Right. Which was so unique and just fucking awesome at the time. Right. I, that was a, that was a huge deal. Um, this is a, this is a sequel though. That was the thing was this game was actually the circles that were aware of it. Right. Loved it. Right. But the first question everyone already always asked was like, where was the first one? Right. And it was, it was on an earlier system. I think it was on like regular Nintendo or something. Or Yeah, Super but Nintendo. you didn't need to play it. Oh, not at all. You didn't need to play it to be able to play this, um, which I think is why it probably fell into a cult classic level, mm-hmm. because a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't play the first one. Right. 
uh, especially if you're trying to, especially like for kids back in the day, but like, uh, I might be wrong about this, but Ben, our friend Ben from the Carton cast mm-hmm. used to rave about this game. I would imagine it is certainly in the wheelhouse. I just took a walk with Ben yesterday, oh. actually, and we talked a lot about old JRPGs. And yeah, like I remember, like Star Wars and Second Story being a thing that like all of my friends were like super into. Mm-hmm. Um, Final Fantasy three, like I remember yep, that being six. Yeah, right. That was like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I but this was like, two, but I never played this. This was like two tiers down from all the other big JRPGs, especially at that time. You had Final Fantasy seven, VII, eight, and nine that yep. were out around this time. You had Breath of Fire three, which was an absolute fucking powerhouse. I remember that being talked about a lot more. Legend of Lagaya, um, Legend of Dragoon. There were so many blockbuster JRPGs at that yep. time that it was it was not. You know, it was not surprising that this one kind of got swept under the carpet a little bit. The market was so saturated because of the success of Final Fantasy VII Mm -hmm. that they just started dumping games out. Yeah. Um, But the thing is that those games always existed, especially in Japan. They just finally made it over. They finally finally got translated and made it over. Right. Um, But Star Wars and Second Story holds a special place in everybody's heart. Mm -hmm. Like if I would argue if you asked any um, up like old kind of old school gamer guy, they're going to be like, yeah, dude, that was the best of them all. Yeah. It had solid gameplay. Um, it had, I think the multiple endings was like the big deal too. Yes. Yep. Um, and also a unique item tool, a uh, creation tool, mm-hmm. which at the time was revolutionary. Yep. We had not seen anything like that before. You were kind of, were just handed your stuff. You didn't get to like create things. Right. So that was like a really, really big deal. But it's going up against the diehard trilogy. Yeah. Now I had played the Die Hard trilogy, um, which research team, shout out to those guys, uh, wrote down a little little note for me here. Spanning the first three Die Hard movies, the Die Hard trilogy features three different games in one package, all of which were great. <laughs> Die- <laughs> which, yeah, that seems like a Timothy quote. Yeah. You know, I gotta say, Timothy, Timothy took this fucking bull by the horns. He narrowed the. He actually narrowed down this list of sixty. Really. I don't like, you know me, uh, new season, credit where credit's due. That's that's my theory here. That's, All right. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Good on you, Timothy. Good on you, Timothy. Good on you, bud. I'm proud of you. The Die Hard is a third-person action shooter. At the time, this was revolutionary. Okay. This was a big fucking deal. Um, because I, if I'm not mistaken, Max Payne hadn't come out yet. No. No. So this is kind of this was almost like the blueprints for Max Payne. Okay. Yeah. This like bullet time and stuff. Not bullet time, but just the the way the game worked. Like okay. Ma, um, Max Payne introduced bullet time in the game, but the foundations for what Max Payne is built on came from the Die Hard series. So was this like a time crisis where you had cover, but it wasn't on rails? Was that kind of the premise? Um, so there was a lot of cover mechanics? Yes and no. So okay. there are three games packaged together in this. Okay. There was Die Hard, Die Hard 2, Die Harder. <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> yeah. Die okay. Hard 2, Die Harder. Yeah, it was it was the real title. And then Die Hard with a Vengeance. Die Hard 1 is the third-person shooter, very similar to Max Payne. Kind of on a rail system, but not really. Okay. Um, They were kind of blurring the line. It had moments. Okay. But Die Hard 2 was the virtual cop style shooting gallery. Gotcha. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, which had even light gun support, which nobody had that fucking light gun. Right. But you could play it. You didn't have to with the light gun, but it made the. It was always bundled with some $120 House of the Dead ripoff game. Like, yes. I ended up having, getting some from. Did you? Et cetera, et cetera. No, shut up. So, you know, they probably gave some other kid $10 for it and then yeah. sold it to me for 80 but still. <laughs> classic. Yeah. Fucking classic. Yeah. We've, we've shit on them enough in this show, but. I will continue to do yeah, it. Same. Yeah. Um, and then the crown jewel is the Die Hard with a vengeance, which was a challenging checkpoint lead driving game. Really? Yeah. Um, I can't think of the, there was like an arcade game where you like drove and then you could also have a gun and shoot things as you were driving. Yeah. Um, it was very similar to that. People raved about it. People thought it was like so fucking good. A drive by simulator. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's pretty much. Pretty much that, yeah. Um, it was weird because each each game wasn't that long. I think it was like three or four hours, but you got all three of them in this bundle. Yeah. And that that's what made it worth it. I had only ever played Die Hard 1. More importantly, the first mission of Die Hard 1. You want to know why? Demo, baby. It's the only time that yeah. I had ever played it. Um, I remember my friend getting it, and he had the second one, or he... He didn't have the light gun, so he could never play the second one. I also don't know if you could play them out of order. I don't know if, because like, you know how like a disc one, disc two, disc three games, you could not play that second disc until you had completed whatever it was in the first one. Like you had to have like a saved memory slot. Yeah. I don't know if that was the case for this. Um, One just nice little tidbit of information about PlayStation 1, especially demo discs. Yeah. There was so much room so much room comparatively mm-hmm. to what publishers had been used to on cartridges on those discs mm-hmm. that in demo discs, normally they would put just the entire fucking game on there yep. and cut it off at a certain point. Yeah. It was all there though. Yeah. The whole, the whole game literally was there. They would just put a timer on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we actually saw that come back um, a little bit when they did the resident evil Two remake. Okay. Um, where you could download it. It was the entire game, but you could only play it for 10 minutes. And after 10 minutes, the game would shut off. So different people, depending on like other people would watch other people play it to figure out. And then like there was like for that they, that month that it was available, um, speed challenges were happening. I was wondering if that's yeah. where kind of the whole speed run stuff yeah. came from or not. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's fucking wild, man. I mean, let's go with it. That's that's fact now. Yeah. I don't um, even care if just it's because wrong. it's so believable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this diehard game, man, it was, it was, it was as close to the movies you, as you'll ever get. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, you got to pick a winner here, Tim. So I think the PlayStation One is the JRPG console. Sure. Um, they started moving away from turn-based JRPGs on the PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. So the cult classic RPG was Star Ocean. Absolutely. And the PlayStation 1 was the was the JRPG system. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Star Ocean has to go ahead. Star Ocean moving on. I uh, it's you know, I'm a little bummed because like I say I I remember playing the hell out of that demo game and yeah. absolutely loving it. Um and I never got to play Star Ocean. But you know what? That's okay. I wonder if there was a way to hack those demo games to just be able to play the whole game. Yeah. Was mod there? Chip, mod chip, you could do it, yep. Fucking shout out to mod chips, man. I mean, they would put full 
albums on demo discs, like just to fill space. That's wild. Because <laughs> you would get more errors um, when you were actually pressing the disc than mm-hmm. if, if it wasn't full than if it was full. So they would just be like, all right, we'll throw this movie on there and this sure. CD. You ever do, did you ever stop it when it was spinning? Yeah. You ever do that? that well, like, for what was it? Was it like Code Action Replay or Game Shark where like you would have to open the tray? I think it was the Game Shark. Out yeah, the, yeah. 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 The good old, the good old times. Good old times. Bracket number four, Tim. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about bracket number four. And it's, of course, brought to us uh, by Patreon. Patreon.com slash professional casual. Head over there. Uh, Halloween one shot, man. Yeah. I think right there, like. You there is so much. I tried to get through some stuff because like I, I have a couple other patrons, uh, yeah. patrons that I give to and stuff. Um, they throw up like Breaker and Bane, for instance, they throw up one episode a week. Wreck My Podcast sometimes throws up one uh, one episode a week. Right. Um, Wednesdays have become our like day for dropping stuff. Yes. And then when we do, it's the biggest fucking load. Mm-hmm. It's at least two, if not three things that get dropped a week. Yep. There's always a vlog every week. Yep. There's normally also a bonus episode. Mm-hmm. We're at the point right now where we might start dropping. I almost dropped two bonus episodes this past week. I might do that this next upcoming week because mm-hmm. we we have a lot that we've done for just the Patreon. Sure. Um, and it's going to keep rolling. We got a ton of stuff there. Absolutely. And here's my own private RSS feed too. It, it, which is huge. Yeah. We're absolutely huge. Um, because sometimes trying to listen to stuff on Patreon is really difficult. Yes. Like the Patreon app. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can get the RSS feed set up and yep. do it, which is like super easy. It is. You literally just drop it into any of your, uh, your podcast yeah. or stuff. I it's good to go. Didn't think I knew how to do it. And I did it. Yeah. So, and it but, gets emailed to you, I believe as soon as you join now you do. Yep. So uh, shout out to Patreon. They fucking figured it out, bud. Yeah. Um, you get access to the discord mm-hmm. that it's a hot discord it's man. popping off right now. Yeah. It's real. It's real big. We, and it's not just one specific thing that general chat. It's all over the place. Yeah. It's really good. Um, here's my hard. Here's my heart. The majority of the stuff that we have up there is like RPG stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe people aren't big into RPGs. If you, if you like storytelling, if you like Dungeons and Dragons, Game of Thrones, um, possibly the boys, depending on if we ever get these other one shots up and running, um, superhero stuff, sword and sorcery stuff, high fantasy stuff. If you just want to listen to a story, like an audio story, mm-hmm. this is the place, man. Our yeah. Patreon is the fucking place for it. We've got this one shot coming out for the Halloween season. We are at the time of this recording. It's already dropped. Um, or when this recording goes live, it's yeah. already dropped. Um, we've got like a mouse, uh, like a, everybody's a wear mouse or something mouse oh, folk the kobold one yes that's what it is yeah yep yeah that one was fucking fun as shit yeah like it's just a good time yeah um i highly recommend everybody just checking it out patreon.com slash professional casual um there's a ton of fucking stuff you can see me uh deliver you a special gift my my yeah. monthly my monthly blog for september october whatever it was um yeah. you can go hear me uh rap over there too. The disc track is still up there. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. And if you're a wrestling fan, uh, we've been doing, uh, either Tim and Chuck watch wrestling or, uh, I did a vlog where I just sat down and watched the rest, uh, episode and we did a watch through yeah. watch along. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of my favorite matches of all time. Uh, it was, uh, in your house. 
mind games. With, uh, uh, Mankind and Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That match has no reason to be good because it was like a it was like a low budget ppv it was like one of those like throw it out for 15 bucks things yeah because they just needed money at the time so they were just trying to create content very much it was the kind of the patreon of the of the era yeah. um just as many pay-per-views as we can get to get 15 dollars out of people monthly um that match was so fucking good um bracket number four tim we have legacy of kane soul reaver going up against i think my pick to win it Jet Moto 2. Fuck off. (laughs) Okay, let's before we deep dive into into Legacy of Kane, Mm -hmm. Jet Moto 2 actually does kind of deserve to be on this list. Here's why. Why? Because you liked paying $60 for a Mountain Dew ad? Yeah, actually. (laughs) Here's the thing. At least I didn't pay $60 and then have to pay 10 extra dollars to unlock a bunch of stuff. Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, Jet Moto 2 actually had less stuff in it than Jet Moto 1. Yeah. It went from 10 racers down, I think, down to four racers, four style. Four racers? I believe it was either four or six. It might have been four racers. It might have been four teams, six racers. Okay. I want maybe, maybe that was what it was. Um, but it went from like 10 down to the graphics actually pushed the limits of the PlayStation. It went up to 30 frames per 30 frames per second. Okay. Which is actually huge. I mean, that was literally, I mean, the fan was just cranking on that thing. Yeah. Because it was really pushing it. You actually felt the speed. Dude, the Xbox one got, and the, the PS4 both. Yeah. By standard, I think we're running 30 frames a second. Yeah. Like that's kind of insane. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, I'm like it had twice the amount of of uh, like a uh, product placement in it. Yeah, because it had Mountain Dew and then a candy company. Also, you could get in there too. Um, Spree. Yes, Chewy Sprees, <laughs> Chewy Runts, dude. Chewy Runts were really good. Trolley gummy eggs. Oh god. Trolley made uh fuck trolley. To fuck off, trolley's so fucking They're good. They're so gross. They made uh, trolley candy corns this year. Oh, I was pretty excited to try them. I mean, it makes sense. A horrible company makes a worse uh, candy. I tried them. They start out really good. They're nice and sour. They're sweet. They have that trolley flavor. And then it's candy corn, like just tastes like candy corn the rest of the time. And it's just like, that's like the worst science in a bag. Yeah. It's like blending a pizza. Like, it's just (laughs) like under a different texture setting. I would really like this flavor, but. This sucks. This is puke in my mouth now. Oh, what's your feeling on combos? Uh, pizza, pizza combos. I like pizza combos. See, I fucking love them. People shit on combos all the time, and I have no idea. The why. cracker ones are are inferior to the pretzel. Oh, ones. pretzel ones are so much better. But pretzel pepperoni, fucking, I will. That's Did my. They even make that one? I've oh yeah. Seen. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. They make pretzel. Um, our speedway over on our side of town. Yeah, yeah, has them. Okay. Yeah, over by the soda machine. If I'm going to get gas station food, it's combos and it's pepperoni pretzel for sure. Um, that's pretty much it about Jet Moto. It just it pushed the fucking frames. Um, it was really impressive. It lo- graphically was superior to Jet Moto one um, less players, but the maps were different. Mm. 
Um, you had a lava, you had a, a tundra, like frozen tundra, a swamp level. Um, and then because there was an error in the writing in the code writing, all the original maps, which were not supposed to be locked, like you were supposed to get all the original maps and then unlock the new maps. They fucked up the coding and wrote it the other way. So you got all the new maps and then you unlocked the originals. Okay. Yeah, which was like super weird, and yeah. people were mad about it for whatever reason. I don't know why. Huh. Um, which that is was, how stuff works now, like in Smash Brothers. Yeah. You only get the new levels, and then you unlock the classic levels. Right, like and it's like, go. yeah, it's it's like the it's almost like Jet Moto 2 had a great fucking idea, and then Nintendo stole it. <laughs> Much like, you know, this show and some other, uh, yep, you know. Podcasts. Yeah. Stealing literally all of our things that make us popular. Yeah, I guess you could call them, you know, wreck my segment, you know. <laughs> Let me ask you, Tim. You think they're huge in India? No, we're huge in India. We're fucking but... huge. Shout out to all our Indian uh, India fans. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. Uh, our downloads this month have been absolutely holy shit. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Like we're huge in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna get it. I want a shirt that says Elite Showdown huge in India. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> let's fucking do it. I don't. I think that'll be the best. It's but this Tim, it's going up against Legacy of Kane soul reaver. Mm. I never played this game, but I visually remember the cover of the PlayStation, like official PlayStation magazine yep. with that dude on the front. Um, it was created by crystal dynamics. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that company. I don't remember anything else. They were that they a new produced. studio at the time. Were they? Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. They also created tomb Raider. Yeah. Had no fucking idea. Um, this essentially was, um, I think you played a vampire in this. Yes, kind yeah. of. Yep. You were kind of like a vampire, but you reaped souls instead of blood kind of thing. Yep. It took everything that was really good about Tomb Raider, made it kind of weird, grim darky, not grim darky, I guess, but like sword and sorcery. And the, the, just the absolute amazing thing about this game was this was a spiritual successor to mm-hmm. Legacy of Cain which was a more traditional vampire um, action adventure game. Right. This game started out with you not talking to, but you kind of worked for the protagonist from the first Legacy of Kane game. Right. And he has you on this like pit and he rips off your bottom jaw and he just like throws you away off of this like huge fucking cliff like uh, Vader and Luke in Empire Strikes Back. Dope. And... You wrap your fucking tongue and shit around your fucking face and it looks like a scarf. You have no bottom jaw. You're a vampire and that's supposed to be like a death knell to a vampire. They remove your lower jaw so you can no longer feed on people. Oh, shit. And you fucking crawl your way back up from the vampire underworld to try okay. to take a, take a shot at the king. Okay. This this game had a fucking phenomenal story that was a spinoff mm-hmm. off of a traditional story that no one really fucking cared about. Right. The fact that they made... This game so good mm-hmm. off of that premise is is outstanding. They d- did a fucking bang up job here, and I do remember this on the cover of every fucking game. Yeah, GameSpot, not GameSpot. What was the the like GamePro? Oh, GamePro. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Fucking video game. That was like because because it covered everything. Yeah. It covered Nintendo. Covered PlayStation. Covered PC. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. It was kind of like it was kind of like the dirt sheety. Um, like for, for like wrestling, right? Yes. Like you got the real behind the scenes of what not not the bullshit that the studios wanted you to hear. Yep. You they gave get... you the dirt of mm-hmm. what was going on. Um, 
You think it was as accurate? Do you think it was like actual accurate? No, because I, I think that they had to. I think they. I got. I, my impression is that they got a lot of their content from either ex employees, yeah, or rumors. Sure. And that in either one of those situations, that there was not a way to confirm. Mm-hmm. But most likely, there was probably more truth than not. Which is usually, I mean, that's the case with like wrestling dirt sheets. Yes, it's it was a lot of like. Uh, X people being mad about something and and or only hearing half a story of what was going on and they just released it as fact and but the thing was is you got accurate reviews right. if a game was shit but had a huge marketing budget behind it you knew it and it yeah. wasn't getting fives because it was in the official PlayStation magazine right, right. Yep. it was like it was yeah they did not give a fuck because they weren't taking sponsorships mm-hmm. um I mean and our school library had it yeah, I did. Yeah, like, you could in you could elementary rent it. school. You could yeah. like go there and and pick out one, and people would always fight over the new ones, and it was awesome. You could not leave with the newest with that month. Correct. You could not rent that month. You yep. could only sit there and read it. Yep. Um, that was a big deal. Um, but Tim, uh, Jet Moto Two, why is it moving on? Um, it's not. It's moving right on to the trash. You're a piece of shit. Uh, and Legacy of Kane Soul Reavers moving God on. God damn it! I fucking monumental game. Uh, was insanely good. But so few people heard about it or played it. But once they did, they were fucking hooked. Yeah. I remember thinking that dude on the front, like the like that dude was dope. He looked rad as shit. Yeah, he did. He looked super rad. I don't think he was as cool as Medieval, the character from Medieval. Yeah. Um, which did not make this list. No. That was a PlayStation game, was it not? It was. It was pushed hard, though. It was everyone. It was yeah. on every demo disc. You might be right. Pushed it super you hard. Might be right. They included Medieval in fucking PlayStation All-Stars there. Attempt at a Super Smash Brothers game. Yeah, yeah, that's so. that's a good point. Um, so I didn't know this about uh, about Medieval. Um, it was not supposed to be a tongue in cheek to Ghosts and Goblins, which is what I assumed it was. Yeah, it was a tongue in cheek to Dragonlance. Was that what that game was called? It was an arcade game where it wasn't actually. Uh, it was more the one where you had the one button and the was one button you had to like, it was like it was, an animated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, it was supposed to be tongue in cheek to that. Which now huh. looking at that character makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because he looked more like Dragonlance than he did Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah. Um, fucking Ghosts and Goblins is tough. Yeah. I love that game. That was a great game. Um, semi-final round, Tim. Mm-hmm. This bracket could be brought to you, our listeners, for $10 a month. You can sponsor this semi-final bracket. 10 bucks a month or $10 gets you one month. Let me rephrase yeah, four it. Episodes. Four episodes. Four episodes. A month's worth of shows. You can literally advertise whatever the fuck you want. Just email us theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. Put bracket ad application. Send us links so we can approve it because mm-hmm. we need to make sure that it's at least somewhat appropriate. I mean, even if it's not fucking we'll pimp out your only yeah. fans. We'll pimp out. Your, yeah, absolutely. Your, your oh, only fans is totally OK. Yeah. I just don't want like, uh, you know, like neo-Nazi stuff. Oh, right, right, right. right, right, right. Yeah, we're not going to do Nazi stuff. Correct. Um, But we will do like OnlyFans. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You drop an OnlyFans link. Oh, we will promote the shit out of yeah. that. We will. We will. We will probably you'll probably get your 10 bucks back because we'll click the link to have to be able to, you know, because we want to see it. So we'll, we'll do a month subscription. You'll you got to You got to throw us a little something, you know. Yeah, I mean? just just like one or two. So we just know what's going on. Right, right. Shout out to OnlyFans. Yeah. Although I, I have running a discount for uh, OnlyFans that features specifically pegging, by the way, too. 
You heard it here. You heard it here. That's official. I will make it five dollars a month. If you're a pegging only fans? If you're a pegging only only fans. A pegging only only fans for five dollars. Yep, five dollars a month. That's a fucking deal. Yeah, that's it. But if I see one fucking nipple without a dude getting pegged, shut down. Yeah. I want only pegging videos or still shots. And if there's not one up already, if you make <laughs> And OnlyFans about pegging or at least has a single pegging video, but you call it the $5 foot long Elite Eight Showdown Challenge and you give us $5 to promote it because you get that break because it's uh, it's a pegging yep. based OnlyFans. Uh-huh. Listen, you're going to get two months. Two months. Holy shit. It's amazing where you can keep the lights on here with deals like this. Yeah. Holy shit. When Arnie's fucking killing it out there, like we can is, do shit like this. Yeah. We can absolutely hundred percent do shit like this. I think I found my my one thing I don't like about OnlyFans. Hmm. You ready for this one? Now when I see super hot girls that do modeling, like even cosplay modeling or whatever, that have tons of followers on Instagram, I immediately go, I would love to see her uh kind of naked. Butthole, yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah, um, I hope she has an OnlyFans, and then they don't have an OnlyFans, and it really bums me out. Uh, now that you have joined us over on TikTok, yep. uh, you will find that a lot of the people on there have OnlyFans. Sweet. So far, uh, three of them that I was like, I don't know if she has on, does not. I was oh, really bummed out about that's it. That's a shame. Yeah. Um, also, a bunch of hub Pornhub stars on there, too. Pokey Princess is like constantly on TikTok making, really? making awesome, oh, okay. funny videos. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Shout out. Yeah, if you get a porn hub you want us to promote, yeah. sure, why not? Yeah. Well, fuck it. If you actually have a legitimate business that isn't Oh yeah. Yeah, you, like yeah, that you too. can submit things yeah, that sure. aren't porn, but Yeah. And then like you, you want to even go crazier, ten dollars a month, you, you know, ten dollars for the month. Um, maybe you want a promo code. Maybe you want to promote your business with a promo code. Hit us up. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, so it's not just advertising. Then you can actually see the literal hundreds of people that will possibly buy your product. And they're going to use that promo code. Yeah, if you're setting up a Shopify store yeah. or your own podcast or own YouTube channel or whatever. Certainly. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to find a cheaper ad than that. No, you are not. What you're getting. That's for that's for gosh dang sure. Gosh dang sure. It's Tron. Misadventures of Tron Bond versus Thrill Kill. I would argue that this isn't even close. It's not even close. It's not even close. Tron Bond Tron Bond's great and all. Yeah. But it's she she can't touch fucking she, Thrill Kill. She cannot touch Thrill Kill. Not at all. The original OnlyFans. Yes. 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 Yeah. Like legitimately. Mm-hmm. To get access to that, you had to pay. We yep. had to pay at least a dollar an hour <laughs> to, to be able to play it. Uh yeah, man. Fuck. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Um second semi-final bracket it's legacy of kane soul reaver going up against star ocean second story i don't think this is that close either i don't either uh but i don't know which one is the uh is the knockout uh i think it's probably legacy of i mean it is okay legacy of kane soul reaver because like here's the thing star ocean second story i mean i guess if you're talking i don't know if you're talking cult classics there were just so many JRPG cult classics for the PlayStation One. You could have thrown in this. True, but here's there was the thing: Rhapsody, a musical adventure, which you're a little girl who finds out she can talk to puppets, and you get you recruit all of these different puppets throughout the thing to be on your team, and it was a tactical grid adventure. It sounds stupid at first, but it was so good. It was it had like 46 recruitable characters that you could get on your team, which was just awesome, and. 
all of your magical attacks were like dropping big cakes or flan or rock candy. So it was it was charming, it was musical, and uh, it just had actually a surprisingly deep um, character uh, recruitment mechanic. <sighs> okay. Um, it actually was on the list. Right. Oh, yeah, but it was like like in the high fifties. Yeah. Um, I I thought it was Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. Like fair. Um, now here's here's my one thing. This is cult classic. Mm-hmm. Soul Reaver was promoted the shit out yeah. of. I mean, if we're gonna go on technicalities, and I know you're a technicality guy here on the I show, I think that makes it a little more difficult. It does. Tim, what's moving on? To the finals. To the finals to go up against um, Thrill Kill. I, I, with that technicality in there. Now, see here. Here's the delineation. Sure. Star Ocean is a very big franchise in Japan. Absolutely. They even just had a, a another game come out not too long yep. ago. Um, oh, which people were raving about. Yeah. Yep. So it certainly got the marketing that. And probably more so than Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver did. Yep. Just not here. Right. So I think that though they are certainly probably evenly matched as far as marketplace goes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver ahead because once again, it was a spinoff of another game that also hadn't performed particularly well. Right. Um, and it, it gave us an incredibly deep story in a action platformer puzzle game mm-hmm. that we had not normally seen before. Right. Tomb Raider was awesome, yeah. but it didn't have a compelling story. It didn't have it, character. It was just dungeon it was just dungeon crawling. Correct. The the biggest amount of story that you got out of Tomb Raider was the training in her house. Yes. Like that level was pretty much the only thing. Which, you know, you jumped you jumped in the pool and that would finish it. Right. Because then she'd get out and she goes, well, I need to get out of these wet clothes. And you were always mad that you never got to witness and that. And everyone always talked about, well, just use the new cheat. And everyone talked about it like they knew it for a fact and it never existed. It, there was never. No, no. that's fucking bullshit. Um, Shout yeah. out to Jordan Baroni, by the way. Yeah. Who in sixth grade uh, took $5 from me and he was going to draw a naked Laura Croft and then never, <laughs> never did. Shout out to that dude. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Jose Cruz. Who did draw me a naked Laura Croft one time for free? Uh, super, it was not good, but shout out to him. Super quick story about Jose Cruz. Sure. Uh, one time I was driving my mom's van, which had those removable like stow and go seats. Yep. And we didn't lock it in. Sure. In the back. <laughs> and Jose was riding in it. And there's that one bump on uh, the corner of Walnut and Elm. Yep. Yeah, um, I know. I know that because they've never fixed it. Yeah, so we always would fly over that because yep. everyone would like he ejected out of that fucking seat, attached to the seat because it wasn't fucking strapped into the floor. Um, sent that kid in an orbit pod. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Jose. Yo, shout out to he's doing great. Yeah, I saw him not that like a, maybe like last year. He's doing awesome. Yeah. Shout out to that dude. Um, Fucking he made it, man. He he made it out of Oniana. Shout yeah. out to him. Um, <laughs> Tim, before yeah. we go, because we're we're doing so good on time here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick, can you think of anything that should have been on the list that didn't make it? Rhapsody musical adventure. Okay. Um, shit for the PlayStation One. You're putting me on the spot. I could I could have pulled out a couple. Bangers. Could you argue any of the puzzle fighter games? 
I never really played them. See, I didn't either, but they were really high up on that list of 60. Yeah. Like really high up on that list. Um, there was this game that was there. Um, Turbo Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. Okay. Was the first introduction of Dan. Really? Yeah. That's where he actually came That's from? That's where he came from, apparently. Okay. Yep. That's I didn't know. Cool. I, didn't, I didn't know that. I also didn't, almost didn't believe that. Yeah. Because I thought he was in Street Fighter 3. Okay. Was it three? Whatever was the one that also was in collaboration with Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Because he's in that. He's in Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Yeah. Um, I thought it was the same thing. Why is he so orange? Yeah, he's really orange. He's he's Dan orange with a yeah, orange with a pinky. Yeah. He's tanned. Is that it? Probably. Yeah. He's supposed to be the Johnny Cage. I think it's supposed to be like a fake tan aesthetic. Oh, is that what he's supposed to be? Is that yeah, because his his whole deal is like he's supposed to be another Ryu and Ken, except his fireball goes like half an inch. Yeah, it's just like doo, 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 doo. Yeah. it looks like a boo, f- like floating through the air, kind of. Right, yeah, yeah. and he throw and he signs a picture of himself and throws it as his big special. I never got the fact. I never knew that. I was yeah. never a huge Dan fan. I've never been a huge person of of people named Dan. Same. They're just they're just kind of not good. Yeah, Daniel people. Tosh, not a fan. Oh, I do like Daniel Tosh a lot. Dan Cook, not a fan. Dane Cook. Well, the fact that he adds an E just makes it worse. Yeah, that's actually the worst type of person. It's yep. someone that takes the word Dan and yep. then adds more to it. Like, Ex- oh, we want Dan, but like a girl. Like, <laughs> Danny or Danielle right. or Danithy. Right. Like, it's just stupid. And if unless they have a fat ass, what's the point? Right. Yeah, I There's guess There's no that. point. There's no point. Without a fat ass. Exactly. Is. Anyway, moving <laughs> the, on. <laughs> the finals, tip. Yeah. Uh, I oh I can't think of anything else. There was like a ton of that list. I'm Most sure of them I had I hadn't heard of. There was a game that was um like a third person top down that was supposed to be like like a contra game, but it was yeah. like uh, this dude and this chick, and they were you just shot a bunch of bugs. Yep, and you were like crawl on rails and stuff. That was really fucking awesome. Um, but I can't remember the name. Uh, Dino I- Crisis. Oh yeah, 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 Resident Evil, but with dinosaurs. Certainly yep. a kind of a cult classic, probably. Yeah. That's actually, that's a fair point. That's a fair pick. I'll give you Dino Crisis. That's right. a fair pick. Um, the finals, Tim. It's Thrill Kill going up against Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. Um, because of the stuff you pointed out about Legacy of Kane earlier, it certainly can't win this. Right. It, it got by on an additional round because, because of that. But, I mean, Thrill Kill is just literally the quintessential. It is literally classic. the cult because in like I say, if less Lim- you knew somebody who could yes. who literally could hack, you had to know how to hack, which in those times was fucking hard. You had yeah. to figure it out yourself because there the internet was still in its infancy. Yeah. Like trying it, to most people were sporting like 14.4k connections. Yeah. Like it to get that hack was fucking impressive. Mm-hmm. Um and very similar to what we talked about in our first cult collection. Um episode yeah conquer's bad third day the winner of that one was very limited access because it was an adult only game yep and you couldn't get your hands on it you had to know somebody Mm -hmm. and then even then there were there were just so many barriers of entry yep that and this four times the amount of barriers of entry for sure because you had to have a game shark my mom wouldn't let me have a game shark because it was cheating my mom wouldn't let me have it oh dude i i loved game sharks i wasn't I also don't think I was smart enough to figure it out. I remember the book. Mm-hmm. I remember that that huge fucking book with all the all the code stuff that you had to put in yeah. to get it to work. Um, in fact, I remember at the Gamers Bazaar having because I wanted to play Thrill Kill. I wasn't old enough. Somebody else who was old enough because you had to be eighteen. Yeah, 
got it. But then they were like, I don't know what they did. They walked away or something, and I had to get the guy to set it up. Gotcha. I don't remember. Todd. Fucking Todd. That was fucking Todd. Fucking Todd. I, I, was it on this show that I told the story about me prank calling them and then getting like banned from there? No, it wasn't on this show. I was at my friend Johnny Baker's house and I we I was just like, ha, let's 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 prank call the dragon or the the gamers bizarre. Yeah. So we picked up the phone and we called, and Todd picked up. He's like, hey, gamers bizarre, and I was like, you're special, and hung up. And we thought it was the funniest fucking thing in the world <laughs> until we found out that they had caller ID and uh, they called back. And the phone rang and I like took off. Like I went to go get my bike and like go home. Yeah. And because we didn't pick it up, John's dad answered it. Oh uh, shit. And he flipped shit. He's like, Tim can't come here anymore. He's like, you can't be hanging out with kids like that that are going to do that. And like, cause all he heard was like, oh, he prank called us like, right. you know, don't your kids be dick. But it was Todd. So he like really laid into it. was like, he's harassing us. It's illegal. Yeah. Like. That sounds so, like that sounds like Todd. Yeah. So anyway, I, I is it was told I was banned from the store and I wasn't allowed to go back over to John's house. And it was like a thing for a while. And then one day I went anyway. Yeah. Like I called and apologized yeah. to the owner's wife at the time who picked up the phone. She's like, no one cares. Yeah, just come on. Just come on down. You're fine. Yeah, we're not gonna turn away your money. Um, I literally started the Pokemon tournaments there. Yeah. Like so, like, I'm not saying, like, I'm a big deal, but I'm a big fucking deal. Big fucking deal. Um, if it wasn't and, for you, I, I, if it wasn't for you starting those Pokemon tournaments, I would have never been as balls deep into collecting Pokemon yeah. cards. Because I, I always thought it was a play for keep situation. I never wanted to lose my cards because I knew I wasn't good enough. Yeah. And then when I remember Scott Chapin. Scott, Scott's the older of the two, right? Yeah. Scott Chapin looks at me. I remember vividly he was wearing a, a soccer jersey. And he looks at me and goes. And that backwards Fred Durst uh, Yankees yep, hat. Yeah. Yep. And he literally looks at me and goes, if that was the case, I'd have everybody's cards. <laughs> and I remember just thinking he was the most badass motherfucker yeah. I'd ever met in my entire life. So I was playing X-Men versus Street Fighter against Scott Chapin uh-huh. when Braun came back into the store. Oh, uh, okay. And I was like, oh, shit. And he fucking laid into me he was like you think you could waste our time our money calling my business just saying whatever you want who do you think you are and i'm like playing cyclops against fucking <laughs> scott's uh storm in x-men versus street fighter trying not to lose but also like getting screamed at by an adult and then he turns around to his wife and he's like hey, i yelled at him enough and just like laughed and walked away and i was like fucking fuck i know i pissed on the floor like I've gotten a, I got one bronze scream. Uh, I asked him, he was trying to, he was getting ready to leave. He was having a conversation with somebody else. And I asked, Hey, what's that uh, Japanese Pokemon card you have there? Cause they always had alternative art. And I thought that was really cool. And he just goes, you are going to stop me from being able to go home and spend time with my wife and kids and have a fucking life outside of this place. So you can see what the card is. It's a Ponita and flipped it over. And I go, I really like the art on that. He goes, I'm glad. I'm glad you like the art on this. Don't ask people stupid questions and walked out. Wow. Yeah. At least with mine, he was just joking. No, he was pretty serious. Yeah. Yeah. He never really liked me. I don't know why. And he still doesn't. I, I do commission work for him now. So I think he we've settled the tides. Yeah. But he always always told my mom that I needed better parenting. Which was wild. If you knew me as a kid, I was like one of the best kids that I ever walked into that place. He was trying to be nice one day to my mom. And got me in a lot of trouble because I talked a lot of shit about my mom like all the time. And she came to pick me up one day 
And she comes up, like, up the stairs into the store or whatever. And Bron's there. And he's like, Tim, is that your mom? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, she doesn't seem like a bad lady at all. I don't know. Oh, why he used to do that stories. shit all the time to my I was like, I never talk shit about. Yeah. And my mom knew that. But I did talk a lot of shit about Yeah, though, yeah. So. Well, I mean. He also did this. You got you to do what brings the laughs. He would do I mean? this joke where he would get out, come out of the bathroom from washing his hands uh-huh. and would not dry his hands after yep. washing them and then would just like sprinkle them at you and be like, oh, don't you hate it when you miss? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, if you like those stories, more importantly, if you like the show, please check out the other amazing shows here at the Professional Casual Network, like Space Between. Uh, we, we've we wrapped up the boys. We're on to Mandalorian, man. Yep. I mean, you guys are. Yep. I'm not I'm not part of that show. I mean... Uh, frankly, I don't got the time. That's a shame. Okay. No, I, I'll definitely... Uh, I, I'm sure I will be a special guest. I was kind of hoping that you come on the Mandalorian bone, but whatever. Yeah, no, you I'm, just want to write yourself off of no, it. No, I want to be, be on the show. Let me be on the okay. show. <laughs> Um, and of course, uh, space between presents, is that still around? Who knows? Okay, cool. Um, you know what we should be promoting? Uh, we got Papa. Yeah. It's the other, like, it, you know, Warhammer again, storytelling guys. Yep. If you, if you just want to hear some good storytelling, mm-hmm. you don't have to know how the system works. You don't have to know the lore of things that right. is the expansive world. If you've ever considered or have listened to something like Critical Role or Glass Cannon that are actual plays of D&D, A Grim Podcast of Paler's Adventure is very much, uh, you know, incredibly similar. It's a tabletop RPG. It's just set in a different world, and it's heavily narrative-based. We don't yep. talk about rules and bog it down with game mechanics. It's just character interaction, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. Which is actually my favorite way of doing it. Yes. I, I really hate when... When actual plays that say their narrative bog a bunch of stuff down with the rules. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to listen to 20 minutes of how grapple checks work. Yep. Pretty Ugh. much. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't just cut that part out. Correct. You know, it's super yep. weird. I guess, I mean, I don't have a problem with doing editing, but I guess if some people had issues with it, I could understand. Um, what other shows do we have to promote around here? Um Professionally asked, casually answered. We have a bunch of episodes that haven't released. Them. Okay, I was wondering. I didn't know if that point. was still a thing anymore. Uh, Lost Omens is going to be the next. Lost one. Omens. That's right. So um, that's going to be that should be launching sometime soon. Probably not when this episode drops. But right. We're 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 building up a library of of those episodes. So we can make sure that those get released consistently. And if you're a fan of the Patreon or on the Patreon, you've certainly um, been getting a lot of. Um, Kind of the pre-show for that. Right. Which is a, a super big deal. And Lost Omens is Pathfinder. Yes. Pathfinder 2. Yep. Right. Which, which is uh, uh, D&D. Right. Essentially Sword and Sorcery. <laughs> yep. Eh. I mean, I guess compared to 5th, sure, why not? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like 5th, but I I like narrative, easy entry stuff. Yeah. Um, the, the world is significantly richer in Pathfinder, and right. they have mechanics which reflect that richer world. Right. Um, it can be a little bit much for some, but... We're running it like we run everything, which is heavily narrative. Right. So you, so get you all the crunch and you get all the flavor. Yep. And of like course, gum and nuts. Gum and nuts together. Yep. yep. Flavor and I've crunch. I've done that before. Ruined it's my juicy awful. fruit. Yeah. Ruined <laughs> my juicy fruit. Really bummed me out. And of course, check out my friends and hopefully yours soon. Comic book rundown with Joe Gennaro, uh, friend of the show. Was on the boys. Might be bringing him back from Mandalorian. I'm going to say possibly. Who knows? Oh, we're on video. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It actually is kind of a surprise. I kind of like that aspect where we don't know who the special guest is going to be. Yeah. 
Um, but it's super fun. And, uh, of course, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Mm-hmm. Um, both Breaker and Bane over there just doing kind of not deep dive stuff, but wrestling. Um, you know, ever since I talk shit on Bane, the, uh, the fact that he doesn't like contribute. Yeah. He has been going extra hard on opinions. Shout out to Bane. He's a piece of shit, but shout out to him. We might know some people that like steal segments from other people and try to wreck podcasts. Uh huh. We actively make all of the podcasts that are connected to us better. Right. We make it more engaging. Yep. We make co-hosts engage with each other. Uh huh. Sometimes just listening to each other yeah. is all you need. Yeah, I I will give Bane credit, man. He is fucking he's coming in hot nowadays. That's great to hear. Uh, shout out to I him. I really liked the Bane episode uh, when he was on Catchy Songs. Here. Yeah. Dude, he's got some hot takes. He's a good guest. Yeah, he was he was solid. Yeah. There's a reason why I wouldn't invite certain people to come on and wreck our shows. Right. Cuz I want I want I want it to be good. Mm-hmm. So I don't invite certain people on. Right. 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 I don't want them to come in and wreck our shows. Correct. Like, right. Like, yeah. Right. Well, and like the video, I don't think they'd wreck, but like a podcast, they would certainly wreck my podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, check out um, Wreck My Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they just finished up their whole Halloween series. Mm. Uh, they did, I don't remember, Scream. Sure. And they did uh, the one before that, Evil Dead 2. Okay. Um, was Cam on him? Cam is on Evil Dead 2. Okay, that was probably a good one then. Yeah. Um, actually, it's funny. Everybody hates it and Cam loves it. Really? Yeah. It's actually his his take on why it's so good is is really interesting. Like the series as a whole, like uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, um, Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and he kind of explains, and I actually agreed with him. And Cam's stuff. a smart guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a good dude. Craiger hated it. Craiger thought it was the worst thing ever. Craiger actually <laughs> said that he would rather listen to a Birdstein and Birdstein episode. I really uh, liked the Birdstein and Birdstein episode. Personally. I never had a problem with it. Those guys refused to listen to it. Really? Yeah. They will not listen to the episode. Wow. Yep. They Craiger. Don't. Craiger. Listen to that fucking episode right now. You know your fucking place, Craiger. Craiger. If, if you thought I, I, I've had a turn recently, it's because deep down in my soul, I knew you did not listen to that Bernstein, Bernstein and Peck episode. Yeah. You need to go do that right now, baby boy. Your daddy just told you to. <laughs> With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, I have been your host, Big Chuck, for uh, Tim, Startup PlayStation Sound France. We say goodbye. Stay safe. And remember to leave the blood on the bracket. This has been Elite Eight Showdown. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, it's your boy and host of Elite Eight Showdown, Big Chuck. Do you have a business, online store, Facebook, Instagram, OnlyFans, or anything else that you would want to advertise on Elite Eight Showdown? Well, we want you to sponsor the brackets. Right now, we are offering you the opportunity to advertise your business, product, or anything else. Maybe you're a cosplayer, performer, artist, musician looking to reach new fans. Maybe you're a gamer or content creator who wants to get their Twitch, Facebook gaming, YouTube, or podcast advertised. Right now in this introductory offer, you can sponsor one bracket over four shows for just $10. That's right, just $10 and you'll get a month 
worth of advertising. Nobody is offering a deal like this. Email us for review and approval at theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com in the subject line. Elite 8 Showdown Bracket Application. Give us just a brief description of what you'd like to advertise as well as any links for approval. All applications will be considered and reviewed before approval. Elite 8 Showdown has hundreds of downloads every show all over the world and we are growing and gaining more every week. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. Subject line, Elite 8 Showdown, bracket, ad application.